everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of The Book Cougars, Two Middle-Aged Women on the Hunt for a Good Read. I'm Emily. And I'm Chris. And we are at episode 20. Woohoo! And we made a decision a while back, I don't know if you guys remember in episode 10, that every 10th episode we will do a giveaway. So I have a stack of beautiful books sitting next to me that we are prepared to give away to everybody. We're going to split them up into two different stacks. Um, we haven't decided how the two different stacks will be split yet, but I just thought quickly I would read through the titles, and we're going to um, put the information in the show notes about how you enter the giveaway, and also we'll probably put it out on social media also mm-hmm. once we once we figure it out, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just quickly, the titles of the book, and several of these are not out yet. Um, the Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng, Winged Obsession by Jessica Spirit, The Essex Serpent by Sarah Perry, Shiver Hitch by Linda Greenlaw, An American Marriage by Tayari Jones, and last but certainly not least, The Constitution of the United States of America. So, we hope that you guys are interested in those and will enter to win our giveaway to celebrate Another 10 episodes. Episode 20. Yeah. Time flies. Yes, it does yes, fly. it does. <laughs> and we're just having a great time. Yes, we are. And as some of you who've been listening might remember, uh, some episodes back, we did a read-along of The English Patient, and we're going to be doing our second read-along coming up, and the book is The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Yes, I'm a big Steinbeck fan, so I'm excited. Yeah. I've never read it. I haven't read it either. It's one of those books... I think I've started it a couple times, but I, I was like, wow, not in the mood for that right now. But I definitely want to read it. It is one of those American classics that I think, I, I hate to say everyone should read. I hate to shoot on people about yeah. reading, but it's one that I've certainly been wanting to read. It just feels like, you know, if you're in a room sitting with people and they say they've read it and you haven't, you just kind of feel like, Wah, yeah, wah. it's like, so, when am yeah. I going to get to that? Yeah. So um, if you're interested in reading along with us, if you're interested in asking us questions or conversation topics, please get those to us by August 17th. You can email us at bookcougars at gmail.com or you can ask questions on any of our social media platforms. Um, but please get those to us by August 17th. Because we'll be recording an episode about it on August 18th, and that episode will go live on August 22nd. Yeah. So, please join us for a read-along of The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Excellent. And speaking of Steinbeck, um, Jenny at Reading Envy, uh, the podcast Reading Envy, they, she along with two friends recently did a read-along um, of Steinbeck's East of Eden. So, Excellent. if you're interested in ch- uh, listening to that, that's uh, episode 90 of Reading Envy. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to tune into that. Thanks for pointing it out to me. I'm I'm I was saying to Chris before we started recording, I am so behind in my podcast listening, but I downloaded that as she was telling me about it. So, East of Eden, d- depending on the day, East of Eden could appear on my top 10. Excellent. I really enjoyed that book, so I'm looking forward to listening to them talk about it to be reminded mm-hmm. of what it's all about. Yeah. So. See, and that's another Steinbeck I haven't read. Oh. Um, but it's I don't know if it's on my shelves or not, but it's I do on my read shelf it. if you so, want to borrow it. Because two years ago, um, we were driving around California and happened upon the John Steinbeck Museum, oh. which I had no idea was there, and it also happened to be his birthday. So they had a big John Steinbeck cake and all this stuff. Um, But yeah, I've read The Pearl, I think of Mice and Men, The Moon is Down. I don't know what else. Well, if you don't have it on your shelf, you're welcome to borrow it from me. Thank you. Yeah. 
I'm trying not to buy as many books yes. at the moment because my house is exploding. Yes. I think I told you when, when my son Jacob was here, he was like, Mom, you need an intervention. Yes. And that was before Book Expo. So, All right. Should we talk about what we just read? Yeah, absolutely. You want to go first? Sure. I just finished The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. I think this has been mentioned several times already on the podcast. This was the one that Michael Kindness recommended when he... Um, was had a little guest spot with us. It does not come out until January of 2018, but it is in the stack of giveaways. So enter to win the giveaway. Awesome. Um, so I won't talk about it very much. I will say that just a brief reminder that it's about four siblings, Varia, Daniel, Simon, and Clara, and they go to a fortune teller who tells them the dates of their deaths. Wow. And that happens at the very beginning of the book, so that's mm-hmm. not a giveaway. So I'm going to just read you a quote on the back of the book that's um, a quote from Nathan Hill, who's the author of The Nicks, which Mm. was one of my favorite books of last year. He says, um, this is not really a book about dying. It's a book about how to live. And I think that's a really great quote because the point is, you know, okay, if you know the date of your death, what decisions do you have? Like if you find out your date's next week Mm -hmm. or you find out, you know, you're 20 years old and you find out it's when you're 89, you know, how does it affect how you choose to live? And so it's broken up in separate sections for each of the four siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really did enjoy it. It's a good read. It's a page turner. It's, it surprises you. You don't really know where it's headed. Mm -hmm. So can I ask, do you know when you're reading how long each character has they don't reveal that so no. you're trying to glean that while you're mm-hmm. reading like how long that oh yeah. interesting okay. yeah and then the earliest sibling well I should, probably shouldn't say okay I, I'm right. not going to say anything else yeah but I will say that you know one of the things that Michael had said about it is you're going to want to talk about it when you're done mm-hmm. and that's true so um, it's hard. Whoever wins the giveaway, I'm sorry, because um, you can call me or email me because it's not out until January. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I don't have anyone to talk to about it. Yeah. But, um, so The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. I love the cover, too. Yeah. The cover is a tree with um, kind of sparsely populated branches, uh, branches sparsely populated with leaves, but they're colorful leaves, gold yeah. and green and red. And then there's like this gold, um, these gold specks all across the yeah. cover too. It is. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful cover. cover. I wonder, yeah. is that are those raised? I wonder if those will be raised on the final copy. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Well, I finished New Haven Noir. Um, that was the collection of mystery stories set in New Haven, Connecticut, edited by Amy Bloom, and I really enjoyed it. There were maybe two or three stories that were kind of like, eh, okay, you know, for me, I could mm-hmm. see other people being into them more. But um, I really liked the variety of types of stories. There were contemporary, there was some historical, there was one that was futuristic yeah. seeming. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed them very much. And I was in New Haven twice this last week, and it's nice to see the town. That you, you know, be in the city you're reading about anyway. So that was cool. Uh, their launch event, I think the book comes out like August 1st. I'm not sure. But um, the launch event for that book is August 3rd. And that's at the Institute Library in New Haven, if you're interested. Um, and then also, and that will be with Amy Bloom and some of the contributors to this uh, collection. And then there'll also be um, an event August 10th at RJ Julia and Madison. 
and October 3rd at uh, Yale University Bookstore, which is basically the Barnes & Noble there in New Haven. So, so good book. And that's from Akashic Books. That was uh, one that I picked up at Book Expo. Mm-hmm. That was like one, that was like probably the top book on my list of ones I was looking to, to try and acquire there. So I'm glad I got that. Yes, I remember the beeline you took yes. when you saw it. <laughs> I was, got my elbows out <laughs> that's on right. that one. Well, it's funny, you know, you read that, you read from that in our, um, I guess the episode prior to our spotlight with Laura. Mm-hmm. And I was driving, I was over at Ikea and I drove by those food trucks <laughs> and I was, awesome. I got kind of a shiver because there was a big semi and I was like, oh my God, that, Chris was just reading about this. It was interesting. So, so I agree. It is it's fun to read a book where you you know you really have know the place mm-hmm. that they're talking about. So yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Well, I finished listening to Mennonite in a Little Black Dress, a memoir of going home. I don't know if you guys remember I talked about the fact that this was actually on CDs, so I was listening to it in my car. <laughs> I was very frustrated by the speed at which I had to listen. And, you know, then I felt kind of badly about saying that Mm because I felt, you know, like, oh, God, you're so type A, you know, and everything needs to be fast or, you know, just how people are saying in society now, you know, everything. Yeah. 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 But I realized that it does have to do with probably my ADD brain that if it's not a certain speed, my mind wanders. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that, you know, I'm trying to fit more into a day. It's that I had to keep you know, saying to myself, like, stop your the busyness in your brain and yeah. listen to this CD. And I think if it's if it's sped up a little bit, then I don't the busyness doesn't interfere. So interesting. Yeah, that's a yeah. Aren't you all glad I just overshared that little no, bit of information no, that's really, about my brain? Thing. You know, because I think a lot of people beat themselves up about why can't I listen to this or why can't I focus on that? And I think it's really great to have that awareness. Yeah, yeah. Well, it did help me understand why mm-hmm. I do that. So it's a memoir about um, this woman's, the devolution of her marriage, which devolved because her husband was gay. And then, and she had put him through school and really supported him. And they had just purchased a house that was really out of their price range. She was um, a professor in college. And she kind of got shafted with everything when this happened. And then she got into a terrible car accident and ended up having to go home to her family, which she was raised as a Mennonite, but was no longer in the Mennonite. Do you fold. say yeah, fold. fold? Well, I'm um, not sure if that's yeah, what they call it. I don't it, know but either. That's, okay that's what mind. we'll call it. Um, so it's so so she talks about you know she she goes um, back in time and you kind of understand the buildup of their relationship when they started dating and all of that and then you know then she's placed back in her home her family homestead so she talks a lot about growing up as a Mennonite. She's very funny, very irreverent. And one of the things I really appreciated about her is she's not a victim, you know. And I think when your marriage um, goes south for reasons that are outside of your control, Mm -hmm. you can choose to take that track, you know. And she didn't. And I really appreciated that about her. And then at the end of the memoir, she starts dating. And she starts dating a Mennonite man, which was really funny and really interesting. And in true cougar fashion, he was much younger than her. So I was like, <laughs> whoop, whoop, you know. Um, so I really loved it. And, you know, it, it, one of the things that I found interesting, because as I have outed myself, I had a date a few weeks ago and things are going quite well Yay. with this man. That when you start dating again, what's interesting is you actually take a walk down memory lane of your prior relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Because 
brings up a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, and the yeah. people want to know, like, from whence you came, yes. kind of, Oh, right? yeah, you're telling each other your stories, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> and so then I came across this Maya Angelou quote about love that I thought I would regale you guys with because, it, to me, it gave me hope. So it says, first best is falling in love. Second best is being in love. Least best is falling out of love. But any of it is better than never having been in love. Mm, Great. Great, Maya Angelou, right? absolutely. So those of you guys who've been married forever and in love forever, yay for you. (laughs) Some of us are having to do a second round or a third round or a fifth round, you know, and it takes a lot of, you know, guts and vulnerability to do it. Absolutely, it does. And they say those who love, those who've loved are more likely to love again. Hmm. Oh, good to when know. you lose love, so yeah. Yeah. or a love, a love, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know what it would be like to read it, mm-hmm. um, but I did enjoy listening to it. I just wish I could have turned it up just a titch. Yeah, but yeah. And who was the author? Rhoda Jansen. Oh, great. J A N Z E N. All right, Rhoda Jansen. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Um, I read, and I didn't read it cover to cover. I kind of poked around in this one. Laura's cousin Alicia's in town visiting from Pittsburgh, so I wanted. She loaned me this book like two years ago, <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> oh, she's coming for a visit. Now's a good time to get on that book, and it's a book about an ancestor of Laura's and Alicia's. The title is Tokens of Affection. The Letters of a Planter's Daughter in the Old South. And it's edited by Carol Blesser. And it's from the University of Georgia Press. And it came out in 1996. And Carol Blesser has written, she's passed on since, but um, she was the editor of um, a series called Southern, Southern Voices from the Past, Women's Letters, Diaries, and Writings. So she was the general editor of that whole series and edited mm. this one in particular. And it's The Letters of Maria Bryan who is, I said, an ancestor of Laura's and Alicia's. Um, She lived from 1808 to 1844. And these are 167 letters that she had written, mainly to her sister, Mm -hmm. um, but to some other family members of other family members as well. And she lived in Georgia. But in the 1830s, she took a trip to some northern cities, all the way up to Quebec, actually, um, but she spent some time in New Haven, wow. which was interesting. So I, I read some of the other letters, too. There was a funny one. I, I don't remember where this took place. I think it was someplace more in the south or, you know, Maryland, which is, I guess, technically the south, but kind of like that borderland area, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's. I mean, when I lived there, I felt like it was the south. Okay. But it's affected by its proximity to D.C., so mm-hmm. you kind of feel like there's an east coast. Okay flair yeah but it's okay. the south yeah. I, I think that letter might have taken place there but they're getting onto a boat and this woman has a dog on her lap and so all this stuff breaks out with the conductor saying you need to pay the ticket for the dog and the woman's like i'm not paying for the dog and he's like well it has to go in storage and she's like it's not going in. so anyway all hilarity breaks out and some of the other passengers get involved about protecting the honor of the dog and stuff so that was kind of funny because this is like 1830s you know Um, So anyway, her experience in New Haven wasn't the best. Um, She said, quote, I cannot say that I like New Haven altogether. (laughs) That's a very polite way (laughs) of saying it. Um, And another time she says, I like New Haven less than any place where I have yet been. Uh, But the problem was, (laughs) at that point, she was traveling with her brother and some other people, and her brother got called away to D.C. 
So she was in New Haven, kind of, you know, alone. She was with wonderful people, but there was a cholera outbreak at home. So she was really stressed out about getting back, and she was worried about her loved ones back there. Um, she does have a visitor come, or, or a visitor comes, and, and they, you know, he asks if she knows somebody, and she says, yes, I do. And he's like, well, he's dead. Like, could you imagine that? I mean, because this is the 1830s. There's, you know, no telephone. You can't text. There's nothing, yeah. Yeah. Um, So to get news delivered like that. But I really enjoyed the letters of hers that I read. She was a a vivacious reader. And she mentions uh, a lot of the books. She talks about, I don't know if it's a younger sibling or a niece or something reading the book Clarissa. Mm -hmm. And how the girl was, like, so obsessed with it and just kind of ripping through the book and, and talking so much about it. So it's kind of neat to to know of a classic like that and, and people reading it back then. Um, and one of the quotes I pulled out related to a book, it's a letter dated April 15th, 1833, to her sister. And she says, Have you read Mrs. Trollope's delectable novel, The Refugee in America? And that Mrs. Trollope is Anthony Trollope's mother, who I didn't know was a novelist. Um, So I want to check out that book. And that book was published in 1832 in London and 1833 in America. And there it was April 15th, 1833, and she'd already read it. You know, so I just think that's cool. And there are other letters um, where she's asking people who are traveling to places like Philadelphia or New Orleans, I think, Asking to pick, will you please pick up these books for me? Oh, how fun. You know, because they're going to these major cities where the books will be available and everything. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, again, that's um, Tokens of Affection The Letters of a Planter's Daughter in the Old South by Carol Blesser. Excellent. My next book is Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Um, She is the author of Everything I Never Told You, which was her debut, which was very well Mm -hmm. received. This book is not out until September, but it's part of our giveaway that I mentioned. Um, and it takes place in Shaker Heights, Cleveland. For those of you who don't know, that's kind of a planned community where everything is, you know, little picket fences. And um, originally, I mean, I think things have changed, but originally when it was um, put together, it was considered to be a very perfect community and um, deals with a family with four siblings. The mother of the family, the matriarch, is Elena Richardson. And she likes for everything to be kind of prim and proper in her life. And then along comes this single mother and her daughter who are kind of wanderers and drifters. And the mother is an artist. And they come and move into a rental that Miss Richardson has um, somewhere in the Shaker Heights area. So that's part of the line of it. And then this woman, Mia, who's the single mother, ends up working for the family and is, you know, seemingly more in touch with the children and things like that. But then there's a, a strain of the book that's about another kind of Shaker Heights perfect couple, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> who cannot have children and adopts um, a, a Chinese-American little infant that had been left at a fire station Mm. and that becomes um a very entangled problem which i won't explain why because it would give a little too much of the book away but i thought i would just read a little blurb from the back of the book it says little fires everywhere explores the weight of secrets the nature of art and identity and the ferocious pull of motherhood 
and the danger of believing that following the rules can avert disaster. Mm. So in other words, just because you build the perfect looking family doesn't mean it's perfect by any stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, I blew through this novel. Wonderful writing. I really enjoyed her other one, The Everything I Never Told You as well. So when I saw that she was going to be at Book Expo, I was very excited. This um, book that we're giving away is also signed by her. Um, So little fires everywhere. Celeste Ding. I have nothing else that I've read. I've been... Did I read anything else? No, that's it. We both talked about how we've been very busy, so... Off to currently reading, I'm still um, doing, I talked about this in episode um, 18, that I'm still doing the read, al- read Aloud to my sister, The Tincture of Time, A Memoir of Medical Uncertainty by Elizabeth Silver. So that one is still, I'm still reading it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting, um, I have a better understanding of what it must be like to narrate books because when you see people narrating, I think they're in these studios and they spend the whole day reading I can read for about 15 to 20 minutes, and then I just start, like, my tongue stops working. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I did want to mention, though, I don't think I mentioned this last time, that this was not in our library system here in Connecticut, and I was at the Stony Creek Library, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorites. I think it's called Willoughby. Yeah. And I mentioned that I was looking for it, and she said, well, fill out this request, you know, Mm -hmm. because she looked it up, and she said, it sounds really interesting. A week later, I got a phone call, and they had purchased it, and it was waiting for me. See, listeners do that at your library, because they do have, most libraries have funds to buy books, and and they love it when community members come in with interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so recommend to your local library. Great. What are you currently reading? I am currently in that lovely spot where I'm not reading anything because I I just finished New Haven Noir last night, but I am carrying around with me a lovely mass market paperback from the 70s. It is Sherlock Holmes versus Dracula. Ooh. Yes. And it's by Lauren D. Estelman. Cool. Now, I have a book at home that I, I don't remember where I picked it up, but it caught my eye at a bookstore, and it's something like The Further Adventures of Sherlock Holmes and Dracula. And and I picked that off my shelf the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, The Further Adventures, and I looked at the back, and so I was like, well, I want to start with the first book. Yeah, so I got online, and I ordered this, and I picked the, the mass market copy. It's great. It has Dracula standing there with his cape spread out, <laughs> and Sherlock Holmes standing in front of him with his pipe and his hat and his wool cape and then some cool looking gothic buildings in the background That's a really cool i cover. love these old yeah. covers so that is what i'm going to be reading i think um and it's a pretty short little mass market book so i'll probably okay. whip through this but yeah excellent i'm i'm also reading stay with me by ayobami adebayo mm-hmm. who was also at book expo so we got an advanced copy of that this is the one, one of the ones that Anne Kingman recommended when she was on the podcast. And um, I'm really enjoying it. And as a matter of fact, right before Chris got here, you know when you get to an end, the end of a chapter and the last sentence is like, oh, it takes your breath away? That happened. Awesome. And I almost called Chris like, could you give me a half an hour? <laughs> so when Chris and leaves... you know I would have <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Chris leaves, I will be cracking the cover back open. So um, again, that's called Stay With Me by Ayobami Adebayo. Biblio Adventures. Yes. So I forgot to mention 
that when I was in Ohio um, with my friend that we watched, she was having a hard time watching television, but she liked listening particularly to Disney or to animated movies because I guess they're, they're a little bit more interesting to listen to, mm-hmm. which I'd never thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just straight dialogue. And so we listened, or we, I watched, she mostly listened to BFG, the movie um, that's based on the Roald Dahl book, and BFG stands for Big Friendly Giant. <laughs> and this was done by Steven Spielberg. Oh, cool. And it was really good. And it was funny because we had just talked about Roald Dahl I actually, I don't think it was just. I think it was yeah. many episodes James ago. James and the that, Giant Peach. Yeah, yeah, that I, I outed myself that James and the Giant Peach, depending on the day, could be in my top ten. <laughs> and so I was like, how did I ever miss BFG? Because I'm such oh. a Roald Dahl fan. Mm-hmm. And this was published in 82. Oh, oh. So, okay. you know, I would have been probably older than Roald Dahl-ish, maybe, mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I thought, you know, it, it could be a great gift to give the book and, you know, a copy of the DVD or mm-hmm. something like that. So mm-hmm. I found it absolutely just enjoyable. You know, it's a feel-good movie, and um, it's animated, and the animation was fantastic. Cool. So that was a Biblio nice. Adventure at Home. Excellent. Nice. Well, we also, uh, we had a joint jaw uh, to see Waikiki Wang yes. at R.J. Julia. In Matt and uh, West, Middletown, Wesleyan, yeah, Wesleyan, yeah. RJ Julia, yeah, yeah, and it was a wonderful event. We had dinner. Well, okay, back up. We had dinner at the cafe there called Grown, mm-hmm. which is owned by Ray Allen and his wife. I should know her name, um, but she's a Middletown native. Right. That's one reason that draw them back, drew them there, and the food is really good. We both had wraps, yeah. of some kind. Very fresh. Very fresh, tasty. I think everything's organic and responsibly yeah. grown, and the meat is antibiotic-free and whatnot. A mm-hmm. uh, little on the pricey side, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It's organic. And, yeah, you have to yeah. pay for good ingredients, I guess. Yeah. But this was hilarious. We're sitting there eating in the cafe, and this woman walks in, and we're like, oh, I wonder if that's the author. And then I was like, no, she looks like she's about 15. <laughs> And then, sure enough, we get down there. It was Wiki Wang. Wang. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, her event was really wonderful. She talked a bit about her journey in life and read a bit of the book, which was nice because mm-hmm. neither one of us had read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a ton of questions. Yeah, um, I don't remember how many people were there. Like maybe ten or so. Yeah, it was a smaller uh, event, which is typical of a new author. Right. And a lot of questions about her writing, about the novel, about her life in general. So that was a very engaged audience. And um, so neither one of us, we haven't read the book, um, but our friend Katz in Switzerland, she has read the book, and she reviewed it on Goodreads, and I thought I'd read you her review. A wonderful, confidently written debut, I think, by daughter of Chinese immigrants Waiki Wang. The book felt like a fictionalized autobiography, and I was most impressed by her honesty, openness, and letting the reader see right inside the narrator's head and heart. And it certainly wasn't always pretty what we found there, but it felt so authentic that I truly enjoyed it. The title is very obviously pertaining not only to the field of study that the narrator and also the author was pursuing her PhD in, but also to life in general, and more specifically the relationship between people and how friendship, romance, and love can be broken down. In fact, the anti-heroine of the book certainly has a destructive streak, 
categorizing and breaking down the world around her into its basic chemical properties. Very clever writing. I hope WW can follow it up with another smart, hopefully more plot-driven novel. And that was a re- review from Cats on Goodreads. Excellent. Thanks, Cats. Thanks, Cats. All right. So we also had another joint jaunt. We did just last night. Yeah, we're we're both kind of uh, recovering from this jaunt. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, Laura Toma, who was our spotlight guest in our last episode, had her book launch event at the book club bookstore and more up in South Windsor. It was great. It was a great event. Um, she was in conversation with John Valery, and it was really well attended. I there was yeah. I think twelve people there. Um, which again is great for a new author. And, uh, so they talked, I don't know, I didn't even time anything. They talked for, it's a good hour. Yeah. They talked for quite a while, the two and, um, and then had questions from the audience and there was wine and cheese and brownies because it was national chocolate day. Yeah. It was national chocolate day too. So Laura's like perfect day. Like, you know, um, so that, so that was a lot of fun. And again, her book is mastering the art of self-expression, a creative journaling workbook. Yeah. Um, and she sold every copy but one. The window display copy. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I'd like to say, too, that that bookstore is fantastic. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Very, it's small but very well curated. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was very impressed. I yeah. hadn't been there. I know you've been there a couple times now. I yeah. hadn't been gotten a chance to get there. So. Yeah, it's great. They, she has a nice combination of used and new. Yeah. History, nonfiction, great fiction, kids' mm-hmm. books. Memoir, yeah. cookbooks. Yeah. I got lost in the cookbooks for a little while. Yeah. So. A big Stephen yeah. King section because they have a Stephen King book club. Oh, cool. That meets monthly. So they, um, they, I've, I've picked up a couple different Stephen King books there written by him or about him. So it's pretty cool. cool. And then up front, they have a whole section on terrariums. Yeah. That's the, the bookstore and more parts because she likes mm. to s- support. Uh, local artists as well so there's some jewelry okay. yeah. And, yeah 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 it's a great little so, store she packs a lot store. into a small she space. does totally yeah. she does a great job uh, promoting her author events too so yeah it was a great time yeah, yeah. wonderful first yes. event for laura yeah it was yeah. wonderful All right. upcoming johns upcoming so i um big talker here i said i wasn't going to do any traveling in the month of july and august <laughs> Well, um, this week I'm heading to Long Beach Island to visit with Aunt Ellen. I have, my cousin from Oregon is coming in. And so I'm hoping to get, there are two bookstores there that I'd like to go to. One is called The Bookworm, and the other one is called LBI Bookswap. Hmm. And LBI Bookswap, it's kind of cool. If you bring a book to trade, you receive right away 25% off a used or 10% off a new. Nice. So I'm going to check out those two bookstores. And then the week after that, I'm going to go to Quag, Long Island. And there's two bookstores I'd like to get to there. One is called Open Book, and the other is called Burton's Bookstore. Very cool. So I will report back on these gallivants soon. (laughs) Cool. And, well, and in between those two trips, Bill Rohrbach is going to be at the R.J. Julia in Madison, and um, he's a Booktopia Petoskey author. Um, he was there with his book Life Among Giants, but he has a new book of stories out called The Girl of the Lake. And he, I follow him on Facebook, and he lives in Maine, and he's always posting beautiful photos of his morning walks and things like that. And um, just a shout out also to McLean and Eakin. 
that's where Booktopia Petoskey takes place. That's an independent bookstore up in Petoskey. Fantastic bookstore. Matt and Jesslyn are the owners. I ran into Matt when we were coming out of the Hillary Clinton event at mm. Book Expo and yeah, gave him a right. quick hug. Yeah. Um, and they, on their homepage of their website, which I'll put in the show notes, they have a really cool recommendation page where everybody that works in the bookstore recommends, like, the book that they're recommending right now. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend them. And also, I highly recommend purchasing from them because they do a great job shipping yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, And you had Very some cool. things coming up. Yeah, I have some things coming up. Um, next Wednesday, uh, July 12th, we're going to see Chris Colfer, who he is probably most well-known from being on Glee. Oh, he yeah, played yeah. the character of Kurt yeah. on Glee. Um, and he's also a writer. He's written a series for, I think they're middle-aged books. Um, and this is the last book in the series coming out. It's The Land of Stories, Worlds Collide is mm-hmm. the name of it. So he's going to be, it's going to be, ta- it's at a school actually, but it's through R.J. Julia Madison. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, Chris Colfer. I bet there's going to be a big turnout at that. Yeah, it's one of those where you had to get the tickets beforehand yeah. and everything. So, And then I'm also going back up to the book club bookstore in South Windsor. July 29th, an author, Benjamin Thomas, is going to be there. His new novel, it's a mystery thriller, it's called Jack Be Quick. Fun. And um, he's, I don't know if he's from Connecticut, but he's from New England. I'm not sure if it's Connecticut or not. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I saw it at the bookstore yesterday. Yeah, yeah I picked it yeah. up last time. Oh, I was good. There. Yeah, and uh, so that will be one of my one of my upcoming reads. Excellent. Sure. Should we move on to upcoming reads? Absolutely. We have one that I'm very excited about. It's going to be a joint read. It's called "The Going and Goodbye: A Memoir," and this is by my dear friend Shuli Kaywood. We grew up together. She will also be on our podcast as an upcoming author spotlight. So look for that um, August 1st, I believe Mm -hmm. that will air. Um, The book is available now for purchase. Um, It's been published by a UK publisher, Platypus Press, and you can buy it directly from them. You can also get it um, from other resources. So I'm going to put all of the opportunities for where you can buy it in our show notes. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Um, just to give you a little, uh, few little blurbs that appear on the book. There's one that says, "This is a voice you can trust with your life." Yeah, that's by Joyce Dyer. Um, another one is, um, "The writing is beautiful, both spare and lush, and the wisdom to be discovered there is genuine and hard won." And that's by Matthew. A blurb by Matthew Goodman. So I'm really looking for us forward to us reading this together and then yeah. talking to Shuli about yeah. it. I'm really looking forward to it too. I'm holding it in my hand right now and the top blurb on the back is there is a cost to loving anyone or anything. No one tells you that when you are young. Mm. Which Amen. Amen. Goes back to the <laughs> May Angelou quote, Yes, you know? that's it's, right. Yeah. That's right. But yet we still that's keep cool. trying. Yeah. And I love the cover. The cover, um, it's a black cover with uh, the going and goodbye and Shirley's name are in white, and then a memoir is in pink, and then the little blurb on top is also, the blurb is in white, the author, the quote, the blurber's name is pink, um, but I just like the combination, I love the color combination, and for a woman's memoir, I think it's such a striking cover, because I think so often, they're tried to, made to look kind of cutesy, mm-hmm. or, 
Yeah, I love. Uh, I just the cover. think this is a very stunning cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she can talk about that with you when we. Okay, cool. I know the story behind the cover, but I'll let her tell you the story. Awesome, cool. <clears throat> and then I also have um, my upcoming reads. One of the books that we won in the New York Review Books um, raffle, mm-hmm. and it's called "The Farm in the Green Mountains" by Alice Hurden Zuckmare. Um, I read about this a little bit and, um, you know, it takes place in the Vermont woods in the green mountains, which I'm a fan of, and I will be going there in August. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of get myself there in reading first. Awesome. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just requested one from the library today. I know like I have a million (laughs) books at home to read. Um, but I am really interested in this one. It's the title is, um, Black Orchid Blues. And it's by a writer named Persia Walker. And it's another book by Akashic Books Mm. um, that I I saw on their website and I've since seen floating around the internet. Um, It has a really kick-ass cover. Love the cover. You could look it up. Uh, Again, it's Black Black Orchid Blues. And it's about a 1920s Harlem Society columnist Mm. who witnesses a brutal nightclub kidnapping and the kidnapping is of black orchid who was a sultry seductive singer with a mysterious past and so this is 20s harlem it deals with um race a lot of issues at the time as well and i think it's one of those books that will hit a lot of my buttons you know interest in history and race and music so yeah looking forward to that one i don't know when it will come in only one um library in our system had it and it was up in new london so i don't know how long it will take but we'll see Hmm. yeah very good that's the good stuff coming up i mean and i still have to i do want to read there was one in that box that we got from the new york review books that i want to get into too it's so many books you know so many books so little time i feel like that you know the days have gotten longer it's so nice it's not getting dark till like nine o'clock yes so you would think we have more we- reading time, but I'm finding I'm just, you know, out running around more. Yeah. So. Yeah. And in between my work today, I'm going to attempt to make English muffins, which I've always yes. wanted to try. So I'll report back on Excellent. the next episode. I hear about that. <laughs> Are you using any particular recipe from any book? Yeah, I got a recipe like from, or? there's a woman in town who used to own a cooking store and now she, and the store closed and she actually works at RJ. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Her name's Karen, but she sends out an email newsletter with mm-hmm. recipes and this came and it was so funny because it's, it, this came, I had been up in Newburyport at the Newburyport Festival with my Aunt Ellen, and I bought at this great store a package of delicious homemade English muffins. I love homemade English muffins. And I was laying in bed that night, as I am wont to do, thinking about food and cooking, (laughs) and I said, God, I would love to make my own English muffins. I've always wanted to do that. And the next morning I woke up, and in my inbox from Karen was the recipe for English muffins. Wow. And that was now... Month, literally months ago yeah. so today i was like you are making awesome. english muffins today i don't so. think i've ever had a homemade english muffin uh, it's a world of difference i'm wow. here to tell you all right yeah that's my big my big adventure for the day excellent yeah <laughs> i don't know well we have alicia in town and i know we're they're kayaking now oh, nice. as we record this and then i think i don't know we might be going up to mystic well maybe you can sneak off to bank's is it bank square books is bank that? square books yeah. is up there yeah. yeah love that place report back Totally. Well, right. everybody, I episode hope you get, 20. Yeah, episode mm-hmm. 20. Don't forget about the giveaway. 
Yes. And we will post how to enter in the show notes and on our social media. There's a, some good books here. Some of them are signed. Some of them aren't out yet. <laughs> and um, we hope you get some time to read. Absolutely. Happy reading. Happy reading. Thanks so much for listening to The Book Cougars with Emily Fine and Chris Wallach. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to email us at bookcougars at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Book Cougars. Please consider leaving us a review on whatever app you use to listen to us. It can help other listeners find us. Thank you. Oh.